June 7 is the California's primary day, and the people have been casting votes leading to the day. A California couple of voters were forced to vote electronically and misled about what paper ballot is. What's the story behind it? A Chinese internet influencer ran into a big incident. Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host Wei Fang. I'm Kathy Zhang. So tomorrow is the California primary day, and、uh, actually, as time goes by, more and more Chinese American become much more politically active, at least on the casting vote level,、mm-hmm. right? So not only many Chinese American they they get organized, they go to the county, they check the database, they try to find out whether the ballot data is valid, and so on and so forth. They also get together, set up a nonprofit organization. Develop app to track、um, the, the data and so on and so forth, and also they produce videos. Like、uh, we show you this a、uh, a a video called Happy Goose, which has to do with showing casting vote on in person versus a mail ballot. What would happen behind the scene? And、uh, so, in particular, today, Kathy got a complaint call from one of、uh, two of、uh, our audience who complain about their. The issue they run into when they cast their primary ballot today. So Kathy follow through and find out what 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 you know what happened. And then before we jump into that, I just want to show you a very very dramatic story. Okay, dramatic story in China、um, last night. It's、uh, just a, a Chinese biggest、uh, internet influencer got cut off from the internet just because of a ice cream cake. Yeah,、so、why? Yeah, what's the story of that? So, Kathy, how about let's just jump into the Fremont, okay? The Fremont ballot casting issue. What, what, what happened? Yeah. So, if for our audience who do not really know where Fremont is, it's、uh, in Northern California. The we call the East Bay. It's across the from、uh, San Francisco. So, in Fremont, there are more and more Asian residents, including Chinese Americans, Indian Americans. You know, more people moving to that area, mostly from high tech、uh, industry. So、uh, today, I was、uh, yeah. Yesterday, I was actually contacted by、uh, people who you know they served as、uh, citizen observers at a polling place and、uh, just noticed a very disturbing experience by a couple of voters. So I talked to、uh, the voters, Mr. and Mrs. Chen. They are immigrants originally from Taiwan, but have been here for many years. And、uh, one of them were both of them wanted to vote by paper ballot, but one of them were forced to vote、uh, in electronically and、uh, provisionally. Okay, but they are both properly registered voters, but the husband was forced to vote provisionally by electronic, and the wife, Mrs. Chang, was also. Actually, you know, not unknowingly forced to vote electronically and was misled、uh, to believe she was voting paper ballot. So let's hear their experience first from Mrs. Chen,、uh, Mr. Chen. June fifth, Sunday,、uh, went in with my family to the polling place、uh, to cast our votes, and、um, 
when I went in, the volunteer asked me if I wanted to vote uh, electronically or uh, using a paper ballot, and I opted for paper ballot. After they uh, asked me for my name, um, they printed out a paper ballot, but it was only one sheet, uh, card A. It, it only had the first sheet of the ballot. So I, I asked them about it, but it's, it's missing other pages. Um, you know, several volunteers went in on the computer, tried to figure out, and they, they tried to print out the rest of the pages. But they just ran and it seemed like they were running into a lot of issues, um, whatever problems they were facing. And and uh, eventually they were able to print out the rest of the pages. Uh, but one of the pages of the ballot had the wrong um, information, like it wasn't for my district. The candidates and, you know, were all different. Um, and it, it didn't match my sample ballot that I had with me. Um, at this point, maybe like 40 minutes has passed. They kept ap- apologizing and and they asked me if it's okay to vote on the on the machine um, to to get it through because they they were having trouble printing out the correct ballots. And so I agreed. I, I finally went in on the machine and and did the vote there. And so, what's uh, Mrs. Chen's experience there? and told me to vote on the screen. And I said, but I wanted a paper ballot. And he said, well, after you vote on the, on the screen, there is going to be a paper that's printed out and that's a paper ballot. So since I haven't been voting in person for many years, um, I just took his words and thought, you know, this is a paper ballot. Um, <laughs> although I was prepared uh, to use a pen. Um, so I just voted on the machine and printed it out. and dropped it into a turquoise uh, ballot box um, on my own. But at that time, I was already done, and I saw my husband coming out from another room saying, like, part of my ballot is missing. So I saw his paper ballot, and then I realized, uh, okay, so there is a real paper ballot, and um, somehow it's not the same process as mine. So, um, you know, both Mr. and Mrs. Chang, when there, they both requested paper ballot, but each of them were all, you know, instructed actually to vote electronically. So Mr. Chang wasn't able, you know, she witnessed her husband, how the poor workers tr- struggled to print out the correct ballot. But uh, eventually she had to go back to the car because they have a toddler you know, with them. And uh, so I, Mr. and Mr. Ch- Mrs. Chang, I asked them, you know, is their first time to vote? They said, no, they have been voting for years. But um, in recent years, they have been voting just uh, by mailing ballot. So they were not clear about the current situation of the in-person voting. And then I asked them why you decided to do in-person voting this year? Um, I've heard a lot of experiences and um, about how the mail-in ballot is. You could have a lot of human error. So um, I learned about the process and decided that, you know, I should do my part to vote in person and try to reduce as many human errors in the voting process as possible so that there's a higher chance of my voice being heard. And, um, in the voting process. And also, I want a different administration who can really work for the people of California. Um, as Asian American, I definitely feel 
there's an urgency for our voices to be heard as well. Uh, we're often the victims of violence and robberies and theft, right? So I want someone who can actually address this public safety issue and um, also homeless issue, drug issue, kids' education issue. I want to make sure that people elected into the office can prioritize, and this administration is not doing that. Um, so, yeah, that's the main motivation for me to go in person. Okay. And uh, Mr. Chang, he basically uh, was, you know, influenced by her, his wife, because his wife did a lot of, um, uh, lot of research. Actually, he, she watched the Happy Goose channel about, you know, this uh, flowchart comparing the vote by mail versus voting person. And uh, that's how, you know, they decided to vote in person. And then I asked them, why did you decide to speak out? Because usually uh, Asian Americans, especially Chinese Americans, are very quiet about things that it, they encounter. So let's take a lesson. Yeah, I mean, it, it was frustrating, obviously, uh, quick five-minute thing, um, you know, dragged on to like 45 minutes. Um, it seems like the, the volunteers felt really bad. They kept apologizing. You know, they couldn't get me the right ballots. Um, yeah, it was, it was frustrating um, that this wasn't a um, better planned out and, and worked out process. Yeah, I mean, I give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not doing this on purpose, but I felt I was tricked, really. Um, I did ask twice, is this a paper ballot? <laughs> um, they told me it is, and I just trusted them. Mm -hmm. A little bit disappointed overall. <laughs> really appreciate you take my interview to talk about your story experience. So uh, why do you think it's important to let more people know about it? Um, well, I mean, it's obviously a democracy is only democracy when, you know, the the voting process works and everyone's voices get heard so if there's an issue there's a problem in that process i think it's, um, it's paramount that people know about it and we, we address it um well for the same reason i, I want to make sure that this is a true democracy where everyone's voice gets heard and every vote is valuable um we don't want anyone's voice to be covered up yeah, so Mr. and Mrs. Cheng are concerned about whether their voice can really count. And so in regards to their experience, I interviewed a, a constitutional lawyer mm -hmm. whose name is Mark Muser, who you know is very knowledgeable about election laws. Uh, as a matter of fact, Muser uh, ran for Secretary of State in California in previous years. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year, he is also running, but for another position is the U.S. The US Senate for U.S. Senator for California. Mm -hmm. So Mark Muser, he, you know, after listening to what Mr. and Mrs. Chang experienced, and uh, he made his observation comments. Well, there's a lot of uh, confusion these days because every county is a little bit different in how they are doing it. And it's one of the strengths of our system is that every county has their own system of how they do it. The fact that you get two different people with two different experiences in the exact same polling place is very disturbing 
it indicates that the county hasn't done the best job of educating their poll workers on how to handle situations when a voter asks for a paper ballot. And that is one of the problems that I have seen over the years is that because we're changing our laws so frequently, it's really hard on the counties to train their employees uh, best on all the variations and the new laws and everything like that. And so it's just an, another example of why we need to have some stability and integrity in our election system. And I asked Mark about uh, how does he think the election system overall in California? Well, I mean, California has the worst run elections in the nation. MIT, Caltech, uh, show that year after year we have a poorly administered election process. A lot of it is because of all the various ways that we vote, how we are constantly changing the rules, how we don't clean our voter rolls. It's not the best system um, out there. But the, what I tell people when I'm out there talking to them about elections, the most important thing is to, to get out and vote and to make sure that your vote counts. And so, uh, you know, after you vote, you need to go online and make sure that they received your ballot and that your ballot was counted. And if not, then you need to go to the register of voters and get an explanation as to why your ballot was not counted. Only a small number of ballots that are not counted. But I do encourage everybody to be uh, proactive in no matter what way they choose to vote, uh, make sure that their ballot was received and that their ballot was counted. In the talking about uh, voter roll cleanup, mm -hmm. yeah, and the, some of our viewers may remember there was a case brought up uh, by the elec Election Integrity Project California. Uh, you know, they sued the California Secretary of State regards to the voter roll issue, and uh, the the court actually, you know, favored them. Mm. But uh, why uh, in California in the in various uh, uh, counties, at least we know from you know people who did the investigation is um, in like uh, counties like Santa Clara and Monterey, the voter rolls have not been cleaned up. And why is that? And uh, Mark Muser explained. That decision was brought down in January of 2019. And what the decision was is that the counties were to uh, send a what's called a postcard to all these 1.5 million people who shouldn't have been on the voter rolls. And if those people did not vote over the course of the next four years, then those people would be removed from the voter rolls. Well, that's going to be January of 2023. And so we have to wait till January 2023 before we start seeing those names come off the ballot. Okay, so that's why hmm. people have to vote, uh, have to wait until next January. So I asked Mr. and Mrs. Chang if they have a chance to, you know, speak to the Secretary of State and the Alameda County Register of Voters. What would they say to them? I want them to check IDs, first of all, just to make sure that the person voting is the person, right? Um, it doesn't make sense that we don't check IDs. And also, I want the poll workers to be more informed and better trained so that they know how to resolve the issues. And I 
don't want a provisional ballot if I'm a properly registered voter. I think it's a very important process that really needs to be figured out. And um, I want the officials to be accountable for their actions. I think that the workers volunteers definitely need more comprehensive training on, you know, whether you're voting via machine or, or paper ballot, um, they uh, should have proper training to handle um, either of those cases. Um, and the, the, the whole process, you know, whether it's voting via machine um, and then you get a piece of kind of like a receipt um, after it comes out or if it's a paper ballot, you know, that looks like the sample ballot you get in the mail. Um, I think there should be more transparency and maybe explanation or just education on what the process is, what that piece of paper and the information on it, how it goes through each stage and how each vote gets recorded. Uh, there should probably be a, you know, better transparency with, to the public about that. And so you know exactly how your vote is uh, getting counted and via the different methods, how they should technically arrive all, you know, the same results. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if that's, um, that's very clear right now. So, you know, obviously a lot of people have concerns about uh, election integrity, transparency. So I asked Mark Muser, um, you know, are people just, uh, you know, too much concerned, over-concerned, or just uh, what uh, he thinks on this subject? There are a lot of problems with the system as it is, especially since the state of California does not do their job to clean the voter rolls. And as such, we see a lot of problems. But what the, the thing that I tell people is that the most important thing is for people to get out and vote. You know, until we replace the elected officials and put people in who actually care about integrity of our elections, um, the law is what the law is. And this is what the law is right now. And rather than be concerned about, oh, this might happen or that might happen, what needs to happen is we need to make sure that our friends, our neighbors, uh, get to the polls and uh, vote. And that's the most important thing is everybody needs to reach out to their friends and family and make sure they vote. Because if we go and vote, if the silent majority actually votes, we can vote out most of these uh, bad politicians who are not concerned with the integrity of our elections. The, the, the amount of people who are failing to vote would far suppress the election irregularities that we hear and think might be happening. So the most important thing that I tell everybody is to get out and vote, and that's what they need to do. All right. Okay. So, yeah. And what do you think? You know, a lot of people are concerned about the election integrity. Some people say, you know, what's the, what's, what does it do? Good, you know, what good does it do mm -hmm. if the system is not fixed, right? Might as, I might as well not to vote, but Mark just said, you heard how he thinks, yeah. and just wonder how our viewers think of this, uh, you know, point of view. Yeah, and Don Glover, you ask, is, is this Republican county or Democrat county? Uh, I can answer you, unfortunately, in the Northern California, it's all re a Democratic county. <laughs> we got no Republican county here, okay? So answer your question. Yes, it's a Democratic, Democratic county. Yeah, but, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Chang wanted to make sure uh, she, they told me, you know, they just wanted to let people know no matter which party you belong to or you favor, 
election integrity is just paramount for any right. voters. And uh, we can see that. Actually, we, we haven't reported on our you know, English, uh, this, uh, this uh, show yet, right? Mm -hmm. About uh, the, uh, in Georgia, the, one, of the county, one of the counties in Georgia is uh, the Cobb County, uh, in the second district, when they, uh, they have some very disturbing uh, vote counting, counting mm -hmm. in the district second mm -hmm. of the DeKalb County. They counted f three times so far. The first time is the machine counting, the second, the third are the, you know, just a hand count. Mm. And the, the difference just, just doesn't make sense, right? Mm. Right. And, uh, you want, you know, just maybe I, we talk a little bit about it mm -hmm. since we haven't really talked about it, right? Mm -hmm. So in the in this county, um, they have uh, like three candidates, and the two of the candidates, they're you know, it, it's the first count on May twenty fourth. They have huge difference in in terms of uh, how much how many votes they got, right? But the sec, the then after a few days, June first, they did a hand count. One of the candidate initially had uh, over five thousand, uh, you know, votes, votes. became less than four thousand. Then the other one had uh, only three thousand count uh, votes in the first count. And the, at the second uh, count, which is a hand count, double more than doubled, six thousand six hundred fifty. Yeah, that's not that's not margin of error. Okay, there's something's wrong there. Some something's very very fishy there. And that county is Democratic county. Not not that county. That election was is actually the Democratic primary. It's within the Democratic Party. So, you know, it doesn't really matter which party it is. Mm -hmm. Well, surprisingly, Drake uh, Drake Drake one two five, and you wrote that in Fremont County. 28.8% uh, of the people voted Democrat in the last uh, presidential election and 685 vote for Republican. Really? Really? <laughs> I'm very surprised. Okay, this is uh, San Francisco Bay Area, as we all know it. Uh, every congressional representative are from Democratic Party. And um, so... Oh, but I think uh, maybe Draker was talking about Fremont County Colorado. I saw you say oh. Colorado. It's not Colorado. It's California. Right. Fremont, yeah. California. Yeah, that's where. Okay, it's it's called a uh, Fremont, the city of Fremont. Okay, the county is called Alameda County, and uh, well, Fremont, city of Fremont, is known for the first uh, Tesla, you know, car manufacturing, um, f yeah, um, factory there. Okay, it produced the first uh, Tesla out of there. Yeah, it was then not now it's moved to Texas. Yeah, now it's the move to Austin, Austin, Texas. Yeah. So yeah, that that explains it. Otherwise, I'll be really really surprised that uh, you know a county just near where I live is completely different from what I thought it is. But have you have you you know talked to the uh, okay? It's called a register of, of, voter. of votes, voters office. Yeah, of, I uh, ac actually after I you know talked to the voters, the first thing. I did was to contact the Alameda County Registrar of Voters. Mm -hmm. I, you know, called them, left a message, sent them an email. So far, I have not got any response. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will continue to follow up because yeah, we will uh, go after them. Yeah, because another, I received another message just a couple of uh, hours ago mm -hmm. saying that today another voter 
went to the same voting center, encountered another weird thing, mm. which is uh, he or she was uh, uh, required to put off uh, her cell phone. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, according to what I know in California, you, you can take your cell phone. Uh, and they encourage you to take a selfie after mm. you vote to tell, you know, share on the so social media saying, I voted, you know, instead of the traditional round, like the right. sticker, right? They encourage okay. that. But this, this voting center just uh, required people saying, and they, I got a, a recording on that saying that, you know, because there's a, a, a observer mm. helped out uh, this voter yeah. eventually. Mm. So just something very weird, you know, we have to be cautious about it, what's mm -hmm. happening in those voting centers. Yeah, well, do our best to go after them. And also, uh, just so you know, that uh, many, many Chinese Americans from our um, Chinese show, now they come to realize that uh, how important the issue is and what's their, you know, their own duty as a, as a free citizen. So they are keeping it really, you know, just pay attention to this. And this complaint actually came from, you know, our um, effort of, um, calling for people's attention to the election issue. So yeah, same with you guys, right? Let's just all be vigilant, safeguard our freedom. And um, yeah, that's that. Yeah, and otherwise it will happen just so the, like the story we will be sharing, right? It's mm. when it's been, it's when it went viral yeah. these couple of days. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, um, and Ting Ting, you said, uh, can I say I smell BS? Well, I understand how you feel about that. Okay, so, so let's just, uh, we'll, we'll stay on top of this, okay? We'll bring you an update if we find the new information. So now let's move on to another very, very funny story. Yeah. Very, very interesting story. It's, it's a big issue in China. It's been reported by Wall Street Journal and CNN, New York Times, and uh, so on and so forth. But they all behind the Waze Chinese report, right? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm among one of the first reporters, okay? I broke the news uh, the day before, and they, they only just reported today. So what happened? What happened? Okay, you know, June 4th, as you know, you, you saw our show before, June 4th is a sensitive period of time. The government really, really hate people to remember this anniversary. The Chinese government. The Chinese government, yes, the Chinese government. <clears throat> so as we reported to you last time, the government censoring machine, censoring, you know, um, apparatus have like tens of thousands of taboo words in the system mm -hmm. so that you can you, you type anything, you know, it just got to wipe out right away. It's my duty. It's wiped out. Yeah, if you remember that. Okay, now this came this uh, young influencer. His uh, nickname is called the Lipstick Brother. He was really, really good in recommending uh, lipsticks to girls. Mm -hmm. Girls love him, okay? And uh, his success of selling lipsticks and get onto the genus world record. How many fans does, does he have? Remember, the biggest fan is uh, Elon Musk now. He got uh, 96 million fans, okay, uh, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And this guy, this young guy, 29-year-old, he got 170 million people. Well, that's in China. <laughs> in China, following <laughs> him. Okay, all right. So on Friday, Friday night, He's, uh, very, uh, his job is selling stuff, okay, selling mm -hmm. stuff, introducing, identify great stuff, sometimes or actually paid by the advertiser. Okay, he said, this is so great, and this is the reason why it's so great. You guys have to buy it, okay. And after he finished that, the goods gone. And then, you know, somebody tried to have him, some advertiser have him sell some cake 
all right? It's, it's ice cream cake. Mm -hmm. So he put that ice cream cake there, and he used the Oreo. It's actually Oreo biscuit. Okay, those are the wrong type. Oreo cookie? Oreo cookie, yes, Oreo cookie. He got this, uh, you know, how to say, full Oreo cookie on the side of the cake. As the wheels? As the wheels. Yeah, you can see that. You can see that. And on top of it is probably some type of, uh, I don't know, it's uh, either strawberry or some kind of chocolate. They got the little, little, um, how to say, stick, mm -hmm. type of cookie, stick to it. That's his little tank. This is a young man, right? Man like canoe, like a tank, and he just make that. So while he was showing Casey, you know, how cute this little tank cookie, uh, you know, cake is, the streaming was cut off. And he was surprised. He's, he just, you know, typed to his followers. So he said, you know, some, you know, back room, back server problem. Stay tuned. We're going to come back. And then he waited and waited several hours. He realized, oh boy, I really touched some very, very sensitive nerve. He cannot never come back. He, can, he probably will never come back. So he just uh, say goodbye, take care later. He got off. He got off on Friday. Today's Monday. He never got back. This guy, this guy is live streaming, selling goods for six hours every single day. Now he's gone for three days. So what happened? Yeah, in the Gothic drink comes saying, why are you talking about cookies? <laughs> <laughs> why are we talking about cookies? Okay, you guys know this, right? The June 4, the Tiananmen Square, you got this tank man, remember? The tank rolling the, on the Tiananmen Square, and then this, this young man tried to block the tank. You know, we all understand what tank means to this June 4th uh, you know, massacre on the Tiananmen Square. Okay, and then, so the tank becomes a sensitive thing. You don't mention, you know, uh, it's my duty. You don't, you don't post any like a meme of a bicycle. Of course, you don't mention anything about the June Fourth, and you don't even, you cannot even mention like a, a, a you know, eight to the power of two, because mm. eight times eight is sixty-four. Sixty-four <laughs> means June Fourth. All right, of course, you cannot, you cannot mention the tank. But this is poor, not poor. This is very, very successful young man. He was born in nineteen ninety-two three years after the Tiananmen Square um, massacre. And the people like him, virtually 99%, maybe 98% of people like him in China have no idea that uh, the Tiananmen massacre existed. You know, I didn't believe this myself before. Three or four years ago, I asked around, and then when the young people said, you know, I, don't, I never heard about this Tiananmen Square massacre, what do you mean? I was really, really shocked. Mm -hmm. Now, if I found someone, young people said, oh, I heard about that, I, I would be really shocked. Right. Uh, let me just insert uh, an episode. That's uh, we, you know, years back. Okay, at that time, Nancy Pelosi was very supportive of, you know, the human rights in China. Right. So one th one time, she, he she shared like this uh, tank man picture, saying after she she came back from China, right, mm -hmm. and she said. I told, I asked some Chinese young people about what this is, mm -hmm. and nobody can really answer. Yeah, what it's, it is. It's the you know, fact. Yeah, disregard. You know how you feel about Nancy Pelosi, but uh, that was the fact that she, as a, a, a you know American politician, experienced in China. Nobody, those young people, nobody knows what this tank man means. Okay. So what's interesting is afterwards, okay, after the live stream was cut off, remember he got so many followers all across China. The young people started asking, what happened? What is that tank? What happened to that tank? What's the big deal about tank? <laughs> <laughs> and she, he probably, this influencer probably think he had such a creative idea, right? Yeah, he thought, you know, cake and uh, Oreo cookie and create a tank. Isn't that fun? Okay, now the curiosity has driven 
So many Chinese young people are searching for the answer. So what is this June 4th issue? What, what is the you know, matter behind this tank thing, this, this tank cut, cut off? So the government got exactly the contrary of what they want. Yeah. Okay, this is what happened. You know, uh, in the last few days. So the, 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 this is really a joke. Okay, this is make the headline, not headline. Many, many, um, you know, even Western media and people are talking about this over the internet a lot. Of course, not in China, uh, outside of China. So this is the moral. Okay, the success of the CCP's, how to say, sealing off or completely, f f you know, blocking off the news about June Fourth, creates create is a failure mm. of blocking the June 4th. Why? Because this young guy, his name is Li, okay, Li Jiaqi, his name is Li Jiaqi. This young guy, this Li, because he's the, how, how to say, he's the, he has the result of the party's success. The party managed to have him completely, you know, forget or not know about this June 4th. That's why he created this tank mm -hmm. at, the June, at the date of June 4th and then created this big, you know, tobacco. Know, uh, for, for the party. So, so the party's success created party's failure. So then what happened to the, all the other flu, um, you know, influencers of China at this time? Mm -hmm. It's so I I ironic, right? So this is uh, people are creating, now creating a name called the least paradox. Because if you want to completely stay safe, you want to avoid all the truth that, that the regime want to hide, you have to understand those truths completely <laughs> so that in he... order to steer clear of it, right? Right. So this is called the least paradox. Now it's spreading in China, become viral. And uh, well, another commentator said this, I think make a lot of sense, I want to read it to you. Uh, it says basically in China, no matter how successful you are, no matter how big your business is, no matter, no matter how many follow followers you have in China, you could be terminated any moment. Yeah, exactly. It's what's happening in Shanghai, right? Shanghai, you know, is so prosperous, the biggest... Well-off. Uh, Well-off, but then one, you know, just overnight, the authority just uh, saying, you know, you cannot go out, you cannot have food, and they can just do it. I remember someone, you know, said, you know, in, China, in Shanghai, people just uh, have everything, like, just so poor, what they only left was money, mm -hmm. okay? But now they, even they have money, they cannot buy food. Mm. So that's what the totalitarian dictatorship can do to people, and that's why we are sharing this. And uh, sometimes, you know, things just happen for a reason. When it's a bad thing, it seems to be a bad thing, but it could turn out to be a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's just what happened in you know, the voting center in Fremont. But it really, you know, just... Um, make people feel like they wanted to more, uh, do more to ensure the mm. voting rights and the voting integrity. Yeah. So, yeah, just... Uh, and also, this incident show that how vulnerable the tyrants are, right? They're mm -hmm. so weak, they're so vulnerable, they're so timid, okay? Everybody thinks they're so powerful, okay? The June 4th has passed for 33 years. A lot of people lamented that uh, they are, you know, the dark force is so strong, okay? Nobody can shake them. They're still so strong today. But in their mind, in their mind, you know, somebody who don't believe that, okay? Who are they? The C CCP themselves. Yeah. They're so timid. They're so fearful, okay? Now, between the party and the people, it's not, uh, you know, a comp how to say, it's not a... Um, 
an issue of who are braver, rather it's an issue of who are more scared. The party is very, very scared. That's why such a, you know, that's what we can see. You know, such a powerful regime are very, very weak internally, and they, they can fall, just collapse just like that, you know, just like uh, 1989 in the Soviet, you know, uh, East, uh, how to say, the, 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 the communist bloc of the Soviet Union. And um, yeah, so good people need to stay faithful and stay strong and persist through the dark time. Yeah, and that reminds me of uh, my interview with uh, Mr. Sangpu, the uh, political analyst in Hong Kong now, you know, exiled in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, two things, right? The price for freedom is to be alert. Mm -hmm. And the secret to freedom is to have courage. Mm -hmm. And I think it will also add truth. Mm -hmm. When people have know the truth, and then have the courage, then we can have the freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Tingting, you wrote that, uh, you said, I was a very young girl when it happened, uh, the June 4th massacre, right? My dad taught me every year until he passed away. Yeah, okay. Good for your dad. Yeah, you know, and the Louis, and the Louis uh, Fernandez, you wrote that, uh, actually, we should never forget China, um, you know, did, did have a patriots that stood against the tanks and stood against the CCP, yes. Um, yeah, and uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick, you wrote that uh, can fool some people all of the time, all the people some of the time, but not all of the people all of the time. Yeah, well yes. said. Yep, well said. All right, so these are the two stories that we'll bring you today, and um, let's stay vigilant. And, yeah, stay uh, alert, vigilant, and uh, you know, know about the truth and have the courage. Yeah. All right. Take care. Have a good night. And I will see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Is a ballot cast in an envelope better than cast in person? What happens once a ballot is mailed back or dropped in the drop box? The core of our election system is to have ballots correctly reflect the wishes of the voter. Only then can we ensure consent of the governed. Learn how ballots are counted and why it is critically important to cast your ballot in person at a vote center. Search Happy Goose on Rumble and watch illustrative videos. Your vote is important. Make sure it counts.